Welcome to Last Time On, the watchcast for everyone who wants to watch all of this prestige TV, but who has time for that? I don't have time for that. I'm Jafar. I'm Ben. And we're going to be starting off this new podcast. We're going to be talking about Breaking Bad, uh, but I want to introduce the general conceit of the podcast first. Yes, why are we all here? So, it's exactly what we said. There's so much prestige TV right There's now. There's so much great TV! It's there's too much great TV because who's got the goddamn time. I don't got the goddamn time. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one of these shows that neither of us have seen. Yep. That is universally acclaimed. Let's not always. They won't all be universally. acclaimed. No, <laughs> uh, but a very popular show that, you know, someone who's told you you've got to watch this show. You haven't seen. Right. One of those. And we're going to be going through it as quickly as possible. Because we're not actually just going to watch these these shows. No. Because as we meant, we said, who's got the time? I don't got the time to binge Breaking Bad. No. But I do have time for like six episodes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Now, Jafar, are we going to just look up a list of the six best episodes of Breaking Bad and read about what happens in between. That sounds way less fun than what I had in mind, Ben. And way more work. Sounds so, like reading. Ugh, no reading. No reading for this podcast. That's... It's actually a problem. Because yeah. if we try to read anything, suddenly everything gets spoiled. And we don't want to spoil it for us, but we do want to watch the show as quickly as possible. So what we've done is we've got a little bit of a mathematical formula. Uh, if anyone wants the actual nitty gritty on how we can determine these numbers, shoot us an email. Jafar made a spreadsheet. It. I always make a spreadsheet. <laughs> and uh, the goal is to skip 75% of each season, right? Mm -hmm. And so we set the numbers and we came up with a dice roll that we're going to be using. And we're going to watch an episode, make some predictions about where the show is going, roll the dice, and the dice will determine the next episode we watch. Yep. Uh, for Breaking Bad with an average seasonal length of 10 episodes, because uh, Breaking Bad, like a lot of shows in the late 2000s to 2010s, the last season has a 5.5. 5. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. It's season six. You did two eight-episode seasons. Yep. Which is fine. We're not here to shame a show for that. Looking at you, Battlestar Galactica. But we are going to count those .5. I guess we're going to round up. And so we have six seasons, 62 episodes, 10 episodes on for the average season, which means we're going to try and skip 75%. We looked for a dice roll combination that matches that seven and a half episodes, which happens to be 3D4. So that's what we'll be rolling for this show. Yep. So that means we're watching the pilot, rolling 3D4. If you don't know your dice, those are the little pyramid-shaped ones. Caltrops. Yep. And uh, then we immediately jump to that episode. Yep. No we... watching the in-between episodes, no reading about what happens in the in-between episodes, just on to the next one. Yep. All right. Well, Ben, I feel like we've explained 
what we'll be doing. Mm-hmm. How about we watch uh, some Breaking Bad? All right. So, Jafar, what's your history with Breaking Bad? Um, I thought I had never seen this show. Oh, okay. And then I watched it. And while watching it for this podcast, I realized I actually turned the pilot off about 10 minutes in. Oh, okay. Uh, I will call out the moment that makes me turn it off when we get there. Um, Yeah, I just, I was completely uninterested. I probably picked it up. I, th- I don't remember when this was. Um, Our mutual friend and uh, former podcasting partner on an old podcast we did called Draft the Universe, Chris, uh, was really into this show. And so uh, I think he told me to watch it at some point, probably. Someone got me, hey, you mm-hmm. haven't seen this. So I turned it on, and after 10, 11 minutes, I turned it off. Oh, I fully expected the answer to be none. That's the whole point of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, there we go. I had two, uh, but I like vividly remember turning the TV off at a certain scene. Fair enough. I know this is one of those shows that I always meant to get around to watching. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm glad to do that at a very rapid pace. (laughs) Speaking of which... You want to get into this episode, Ben? Yeah. We've got Breaking Bad, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. Yes. And we open on some fucking desert. We open in uh, media pants. Yeah. Uh, Ben, have you ever been in the desert? Yes. Is it an interesting story or was it you were in the desert? I was, it, it's just hot and dry. I, almost, I don't know. Oh. I almost got got by a scorpion in the desert once. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was out hiking in some Californian desert, uh, probably like two hours in between Vegas and LA. Okay. And I was hiking with our buddy, Aim Corthos. All right. Hey, Levi, if you happen to be listening to this. And uh, a scorpion kind of crawled out from under a rock and tried to get me through my boot. Uh, it did not make it through my boot. Good. Uh, and then Levi stepped on it immediately. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my desert story. Well, uh, I know one time my uncle, I believe in Mexico, could have been many places. He moved around a lot for subterfuge reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> that once, lies with the scene that we see here. Uh, he woke up once with a uh, a scorpion pincered onto his nose. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and had to be like, don't freak out. Or it will sting your face. <laughs> Just Bad wait day. for it to let go. Ugh. But yeah, so we have a RV just ripping ass through the desert. This is the worst road trip ever. There are gas masks, dead people, uh, tidy Walter Whiteys, uh, <laughs> some wet cash, and a video camera. Yes, I was I, afraid I was... to find out what was going to ha- ha- be happening here. I was very excited to see that early aughts uh, digital video camera <laughs> because that's one of those things it's kind of like a pager it really sets it in time because like 10 years later everything would just be on a phone mm-hmm. but here is the you can have a tiny digital camcorder uh, just ready to go <laughs> we get a little video confessional before Brian Cranston goes to the road gun pointed presumably uh, the cop we, we hear sirens we yes. assume they're police uh, that they're coming from and then we go to theme and I got to say this theme, short and sweet. I did like that. Thank you, Lost. Fuck you, Game of Thrones. Hey, no. Game of Thrones theme is awesome. Game of Thrones theme was awesome. But because of Game of Thrones, every TV show, every prestige TV show has to have a five-minute fully animated title sequence these mm. days. And 
I ain't got time for that. Yeah, I don't know. Watching this, uh, watching the opening of Breaking Bad made me think of a twist on a a line from uh, Eva Green's character in uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's media res and media res. This is the latter. <laughs> like, we are not like, oh, how, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. It, it's uh, dead guys in the back of an RV, chemical solution everywhere. Uh, just like, well, something's clearly gone very wrong. But we don't find out what, because after theme, we skip back in time three weeks and we see Hal in bed. If I was a TV show, I would be breaking bad, winning awards like some Ackerman's a middle dad. And it looks like they just had a baby shower or something. We see lots of like diapers and stuff. We, we learn a little bit more about that later. Yep. And then we get to the 5 a.m. sad dad stepping. Yep. During the sad step, we see some of like Walt's life up on the wall. We see a uh, medal for contributing to the chemistry Nobel Prize in 1985. Actually Googled this. It's for measuring crystalline structures. Yep. I wonder if that's prescient. From the sad dad stepping to the sad cholesterol breakfast. Yes. Uh, veggie bacon. We meet Walt Jr., who's a real teenager's teenager. Yes. He is the stereotype of the late 2000s teenager, 100%. Yes. With one very notable exception. Yes. He he is a child with uh, disabilities, but he does not seem to be hindered by it. And he's given just the right amount of sass back to uh, the parents. Yep. Uh, we go to high school, and uh, we see Walt is teaching. Wait, he- first we have to address the Aztec. He's driving <laughs> an Aztec. Another thing that really puts this into a, a place in time. It's true. Yeah. It is a miserable little boxcar. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we, we go to high school, and Walt is teaching chemistry there, and he's trying really hard to be the cool chemistry teacher. And I hate to have to be the one to tell him this, but that is that is not what is happening here. This is the worst. Like, this is some really bad teacher dialogue. It is. My wife is a teacher. And the if you ever open a class in what is thing, mm-hmm. that is <laughs> that is bad. Um and also the, like It's so awkward because they're talking about, you know, this is like the first five minutes of this class or whatever is like, welcome to chemistry 101. And then it's, oh, but we're on chapter six in the middle of a school year. Yes. So it was impossible to know where, where in the year we are supposed to be. Yeah. As if being in New Mexico wasn't enough to make it impossible to tell what month it is. Yes. Uh, This does not help. Yeah, uh so it was it was one of those one of those things that I've I've been around somebody writing enough lesson plans that it really reeked to me of we need to really establish that this person's a teacher mm-hmm. uh instead of just being like well how about the fact that they're in a classroom in front of a bunch of students lets <laughs> us know also for as sad sack as he is most teachers would kill for this class size there's like 12 students Yes, I'm guessing they don't have the extras budget quite yet. Well, and also just, why waste it here? Fair um, enough. Yeah. I don't know where else in the episode you would have used it, but... Yeah, well, and we've got, a uh, for a class that starts with what is chemistry, there's, like, already a bunch of stuff on the board, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was really honestly shook when he's like, all right, 
chapter, chapter six, six ionic bonds. You've gotten like, through five chapters already, motherfucker. Right. Uh, after this, we cut over to the car wash, and Walt is working a second job as a cashier because in America we refuse to pay our teachers, and I'm yes. sure that won't have any long-term consequences in our society and its ability to critically think. Nope. Uh, and then we have uh, shitty James Franco, who was in uh, <laughs> in the class earlier, and now he's uh, having his his teacher who shamed him clean his car. Yeah. Uh. Walt comes home to a surprise birthday party. Which is the worst thing that has happened to him today. And everyone hates each other here, and they play with guns. Yes. This is the worst. This is, like, there are bad surprise parties, and then there is this, where it seems like his brother-in-law just brought all of his friends, Mm -hmm. and then they could also, it's like, okay, yeah, 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 your birthday party. But we're all getting together to watch my drug bust. (laughs) This was the moment I remember turning the show off. You know what? That's it. I'm done. Oh, okay. We're 11 minutes in. His brother-in-law toasts him, grabs Walt's beer for the toast, yep. drinks Walt's beer for the toast, and then keeps it. Yes. Uh, and then he's like, oh, everyone needs to turn on the local news to see my drug bust. Yes. Uh, Walt sees all the money, and the initial seed of this whole plot is planted in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets an awkward birthday hand job well, in the night. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed was we do have the too many pillows on the bed. Walt <laughs> has to move three pillows before he can lay down, and then we get a sad eBay handy. It's <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> At the car wash, Walt's cough gets worse, and he passes out in the ambulance. He's like, "Drop me off anywhere because I have teacher insurance." Yeah. Uh, why does Walt not get the the uh, car wash uniform? Everyone <laughs> else has like the the windbreakers and the shirts and he's just in his sweater i don't think he wants it fair enough but also like you're doing dirty work man yeah but oh god that uh that insurance talk in the ambulance freaked me the heck out yeah uh maybe one day this will be comedy uh but for right now firmly tragic uh Anyways, he gets to the doctor, who's got a giant old mustard stain that well, Walt focuses on. First, he goes into the MRI, and I've got a question for you. Have you ever had an MRI? I've had a CAT scan. Okay. Uh, so MRI is like the full tube yes. where your body's enclosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, CAT scan is a lot more localized, and it's in a big open room yes. where the machine is kind of exposed. Um, so kind of. Like, it's uh, the, the procedure from the patient's side is very similar. They still don't move. Uh, yeah. But without the claustrophobia. Yes. Um, yeah, I had a CAT scan to scan my brain when I was 15 or 16 because mm-hmm. there was a hereditary condition that we were possibly concerned. My cousin had just gotten diagnosed and I was having really bad migraines. And so they're like, oh, well, that's a sign of this thing. Eromotic and- syndrome? <laughs> that's a star trek the next generation reference i've also had a a uh, cat scan and so one thing uh just made me really just Um, (laughs) because as soon as you tell me i can't move like my fingers start twitching and uh it is very very hard yes uh i remember laying on the table and like i had an intense phobia of needles from as far back as I can remember until uh, we'll say it would have been January of 2021. 
<laughs> I had an inter- intense fear of needles. Um, and so when I saw the syringes of like the iodine that was going to get pumped into me to get my CAT scan, they were like, I mean, not the size of my current forearm, but given I was younger and scrawnier arms, mm-hmm. it feels like they were like the size of my forearm and there were two of them. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to see the needle on those. I remember freaking out. It was a butterfly needle and you didn't feel anything. Yeah. Um, that's really my only remembrance anecdotally. Gotcha. Of my CAT scan. But yes, uh, Walt finds out he has inoperable lung cancer. Yeah. Bad day. So I appreciate the need for expedience in this. Mm -hmm. There is no way you collapse at your afterwork job, take an ambulance ride to a hospital, get an MRI and an immediate oncologist uh, appointment appointment where they can definitively tell you what the case is. Yeah. And get home before your wife notices. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it just works different in New Mexico. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but that was, uh, that was something that really just stuck out to me. Like he gets home immediately. There's bill talk with his wife, Skylar. And it's just like, you're not bringing up that he collapsed at work. Oh, he's pretending this didn't happen and he's not trying to, mm-hmm. you know, upset his wife. But it's also like, how did you not know? <laughs> um, and then uh, we get to uh, Bill talk and, hey, that's the credit card we don't use. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just me. That conversation is worse than you've got inoperable lung cancer. You'll be dead in six months. It's a rough kind because, like, you know, he's getting, it feels like his wife has beat him up over spending $11. Um, I'm guessing that this is a credit card that is close to maxed out or something. Or it's, we weren't planning on paying anything. I didn't look at any of the balances. Now they're saying we've got late fees because yeah, I didn't pay the thing we're not supposed to use. That would make sense, too. But their financial situation seems to be pretty tight. It seems to be more shell game than... uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so it might be that that $11 was enough to, like, set off a thing that, like, they were trying to transfer a balance or something and they couldn't anymore because it was tight. Um, Yeah, it's it's a very difficult, like... Yeah, I went to Staples and bought printer paper. I didn't realize that was going to break the bank. Also, you won a purse on eBay for 50 bucks last night. Maybe. Yes. Maybe talk about that, too. Uh, but I assume that's part of her business and she's going to resell it. But it is also. Man, like. Just. <laughs> oh, the check must be lost in the mail. I'll totally get it to you. Yeah. Not. Yeah, it's that's rough. And I, I've been in enough customer service jobs where I know that person hung up and was just like. Yeah, sure, lady. The check's in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Walt quits the car wash job in flamboyant fashion. I'm taking a permanent break from you! I yeah, that's uh, a Makes a mess of things on his way out, which after coming immediately on the heels of the we don't have any money, mm-hmm. uh, like I understand his boss is an asshole, 
but he's not like he's an asshole on the small business owner asshole scale. <laughs> and for as tight as things seem to be for this family, I I'm just like this this is ratcheting my anxiety up to like an eight and a half. Yeah. Then we cut to matchsticks in the pool. Yeah, he calls his brother-in-law, and uh, at the surprise party, he had offered to take him on a DEA ride-along mm-hmm. uh, to let him feel alive. And he uh, he decides to take him up on that. But while we're still at the pool, this just made me feel like, this is New Mexico? Mm-hmm. This just feels so goddamn desolate. Like, yes. It, it feels empty and there's nothing there and Mm -hmm. he is like there is nothing alive in his backyard and he's throwing matches into a clearly neglected pool yeah i'm guessing it's rainwater filled at this point which in new mexico can't be much yeah it's uh it's very shallow it's not it clearly hasn't been filled or maintained yes uh Walt goes with the DEA on his drug bust, and uh, we get some casual DEA racism, a cab, as they discuss Captain Cook's operation. I wonder if he's got a boat named the Minnow. Uh, so one thing I noticed, did you notice what they wait for uh, before they move in on the house? They have to wait for something to get out oh, of the, the school way. school bus, yeah. Why is Walt not at work? <laughs> we watch a school bus go by. What what's going on? Why is he not teaching chemistry? He could have taken the day. Yeah, he uh, might have been burning through uh burning through a day off. Yeah. He uh I mean he maybe it was after like he's a high school teacher, right? High school lets out before the elementary school. Maybe it was an elementary school bus. Oh, so maybe it's afternoon. Yeah. So like, you know, he's done at like two thirty three and it's like four thirty somewhere. And hey, can you save your uh, kids, can you save yeah. your drug bust until I'm after work? Right. Uh, so one thing while they are here, uh, they talk about how uh, if you make meth wrong, you make phosphine gas. Yeah. How many people do you think accidentally kill themselves making meth? Well, I thought about doing some research here, but that's going to be very very hard. <laughs> yeah, like it was one thing to Google the 1985 Nobel Prize. Yep. That's pretty safe as far as not accidentally ruining the show. Uh, but without enough chemistry knowledge to know if this is a real gas. It I is. Assu- I assume. It is a, like, they used it in World War One. bad yeah. gas. Well, yeah, but in relation to cooking meth. Oh, yeah. I am um, sure there is going to be a bunch of stuff that they do wrong on purpose. So that you yeah. can, like, they're trying to avoid a heat scenario of, Hey, if you want to rob a bank, here's how you do it. <laughs> exactly. And so I don't want to like try and Google details and only get breaking bad results and ruin something for myself. Fair enough. But I was very tempted. So uh, the raid kicks off and Jafar. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told you uh, about uh, when there was a meth raid in my hometown when I was in high school? I don't believe you have been. Well, that's a pr- uh, that's pretty rare. Um, <laughs> yeah, a story not shared between us, given yeah. our... 15? 15, 16, yeah, it's gotta yep. be your friendship. So, uh, it's not a huge story, but it, I was definitely reminded watching the DE agents stack up and go into this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of my brother's came into school late. Uh, 
uh, one day, and we were all asking him, hey, why are you late? What was going on? And he's like, couldn't leave my house. Woke up to a SWAT sniper climbing up out a ladder outside of my window where he was now set up on top of my roof covering a raid of a meth lab across the street, and uh, we couldn't leave our house. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just, it definitely made me feel like, feel like that. I'm going to be in the basement behind some concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um. So yeah, they do this drug bust, and Walt sees one of his students come out of the second story window of the neighbor's house. Yes, and he falls off the roof, mm-hmm. a thing that would have... Ended the story right there for me. Just like, (laughs) hey, where's the other drug dealer? Over here with like his ankles blown out, like a dislocated shoulder. Because this is New Mexico. Like there is no cushy lawn to fall into. He's just falling into dirt and rocks. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, So Walt recognizes him. He goes to confront him that night. We get in. We find out his name's Jesse Pinkman. Uh, And he. Walt reveals he didn't tell the cops, and he pitches becoming Captain Cook's new business partner, or he can turn him in. Are you blackmailing me, Major? Yep. We go zero to meth real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like need to point this out, because justice for Gomez, Captain Cook was white. <laughs> they, that is their, their argument they make, and Gomez is right. It Calling yourself Captain shit. Cook is total white boy bullshit. Uh, back at home, Skylar and Marie are packing stuff up for her eBay gig, and they talk about Walt's quieting down, and they assume it's his milestone birthday. Uh, and this is where I decided that uh, Skylar's sister, was it Marie? Yes. Marie and Hank deserve each other. They are terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> I've known couples like this. Yes, where it's like, each of you is the worst person I would know if I didn't know the other one. <laughs> um, and now it's some kind of recursive thing. Right. Just feed into each other. Here is where we find out something interesting. Yes. So Walt is celebrating his 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. And Skylar says, you know, it'll be sort of like that when I hit 40. Yes. Which makes me realize, okay, Walt is more than 10 years older than yeah. Skyler. Yeah, there's a minimum 11-year age difference between the and two. And they have, like, a 16-year-old. Yeah. Which so means wait. when Walt oh, Jr. No, is born, this. he's, like, 34 and she's 23. Did you look those up or are you No, I am saying minimum, if he's 50 and she is 39 minus 16. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the... That is the oldest scenario yes likely younger yes the which i i have a feeling like i i don't think this is to be like i don't think they're trying to marry in ravenwood and indie us here i think mm-hmm. it's more okay how how old could we have a, a wife with a baby on the way uh without it being like a miracle baby i'm 50 and pregnant yeah um so I don't think it's them trying to be creepy, but it's also where is a 34-year-old Walter White trolling for chicks? <laughs> I hope not work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out more about that. Maybe we won't. Maybe it's in the show and we'll just miss it. Possibly. Because uh, if, if it's in episode <laughs> three or something, we're not. Yep. Uh, 
Then we get the scariest scene in the entire show. Walt steals the school supplies? No. Him walking out of the credit union with all of his money and handing it to a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they've come up with the idea. Uh, they've come up with the idea to buy an RV to have a mobile meth lab because that's going to go just perfect. I mean, it's better than it being in one place. They're not wrong. We say this, but we know what happened in the first scene. Yes. We know this goes poorly. Fair enough. Uh, we find out Jesse failed chemistry. Yes. He insists that making meth is art, which is a reoccurring gag throughout this episode, and I hope to show. Yeah. Everyone's all like, oh, you're an artist. He's just like pissed off. No, I'm a chemist. This yep. is basic fucking chemistry. And and Jesse is like, I throw cayenne pepper into my uh, meth. <laughs> the chili powder, man. <laughs> and it's just like, don't you smoke, like, you inhaling chili pepper. <laughs> that just sounds awful. Like, okay, it's meth already. Like, what are our, our standards of, I won't do this to my body anymore. Yeah. But, but it's still like, I think this would be unpleasant. I'm not going to try and find out, but it feels <laughs> like it would be. Yep. Uh, Jesse says the name of the show shortly after this, by the way. Uh, and it feels more forced than when it did during First Contact. I will say that. That's the only other example I could think of where they say the name of the show in the show. And they make such a, a point of it, it feels like. I mean, it is it is a a term. Uh, but I mean, it does, I don't remember. It does, doesn't feel like a turn of phrase that Jesse Pinkman's going to drop. Yeah, I don't remember Evangeline Lilly looking at the TV and shooting one down the barrel and just going, we're lost. <laughs> you know, like it's not a common thing. No. Uh, uh, then we get our shopping scene. Before that, uh, there's another line that Jesse says that's just the most quintessential late 2000s for me, where he's like, you know, what's going on? Why did you suddenly break bad? Yep. Are you crazy? Or are you crazy or depressed? Like yep. depressed is so much significantly worse than crazy. Well, but I, I can I can understand his reticence of are you just trying to get yourself killed? Mm -hmm. Like are is are you doing suicide by by meth? Like <laughs> are you trying to see how deep into the underworld you can get before somebody shoots you? Because I don't want to be the guy standing next to you when you do that. Fair. Uh, after this, we get the aforementioned uh, Walt Jr. getting mocked and Walt beating the shit out of that bully. Yes, a a 24-year-old guy pretending to be 17. <laughs> With his ankle taken out by his 50-year-old chemistry teacher, presumably. But we know Brian Cranston can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Power Rangers. This guy, he means nothing. <laughs> Uh, out in the boonies, we get some more casual homophobic prejudice as Jesse tells Walt uh, his glasses art, to which he still insists it's basic chemistry. Jesse gets a small piece and goes to meet up with dogfighting Pete Davidson. Uh, Emilio has made bail, and they say that they think Jesse is a narc. They make him take him to Walt. Emilio places Walt from the DEA bust, and things take a turn from here. So one thing I, I, I noted... In order to get our iconic uh, Brian Cranston, no pants, uh, mm -hmm. gun image, 
he shows he's taking off his clothes because these are my good clothes. I don't want to go home smelling like a meth lab. Yeah. Why didn't you just wear your sweats, buddy? Why are you wearing your <laughs> good clothes out on meth cook day? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, have your good clothes, like, leave the house in your good clothes, change into some sweats. You know, yeah. just you need a you need a pair of dedicated meth sweats, or it, e- even just like, even if it's I don't want to go home with any of my clothes smelling like meth lab. Why'd you wear your good clothes? For sure. So Walt trying to make them be careful and not kill themselves reminded me very much of us making copper two chloride. So we would make wood chips infused in copper two chloride, which. If you throw it into a fire, burns blue. Yep. Uh, like the midnight sisa. Yeah, it's a uh, really cool effect. The problem is, for a brief minute while you're making it, you do make mustard gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to do that bit outside. It's very important to do that outside. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I did notice is uh, Jesse goes to visit Crazy Eight. Yeah. And his cousin, Emilio. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Emilio get... A, a good uh, a, a meth name. We've got Crazy Eight meeting with Captain Cook and Emilio. Emilio. What's wrong with Emilio? There's nothing wrong with Emilio. It's just that it's his name. It is on his driver's license. What do you got against the Mighty Ducks? Well, I'm saying if he if he was the Mighty Duck, or if he mm-hmm. was Coach Bombay, I'd be like, yeah, that's your meth name. <laughs> Coach Bombay is a great meth name. I know, right? <laughs> what are you selling? It's called Quack. You know, there we go. <laughs> Wait, is this crack? No, it's meth. It's just it's called, called quack. quack. <laughs> you can only buy five bag baggies at a time because ducks fly together. Lay them out on the table in the flying V. You just actually you break all the crystals to be in V's. Yep. Ugh. I don't know if that actually would do any I don't I know nothing about doing meth. Well, apparently you can snort it, which I didn't know. Um, until Crazy Eight did it in this episode. <laughs> uh, maybe that's like tasting the cocaine. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have watched a show about drugs, Ben. <laughs> Are we boring? I'm, Are we boring or old people? Did that happen to us? I don't know. Uh, I mean, would you have had more to say if we watched Weeds? I guess slightly. I assume that show's just about eating gummies and falling asleep at 8.30. Anyways. But, so, uh, Crazy 8 and Emilio show up, and Emilio goes, hey, I think this guy's a DEA agent, and showing the same level of acceleration as Walt goes, let's kill some cops. Yep. <laughs> it's like, if you think this is a DEA agent, they've probably got cameras and shit. Yeah. Um, this is what, are you gonna, what are you going to go away more for? Bought drugs? Or shot D agents. You're already out on bail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Walt offers to teach Crazy Eight how to cook like him in exchange for their lives. They throw a cigarette out the window, and I'm immediately like, "Don't do that. That's irresponsible." <laughs> uh, drop here, Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires. I I I later in my notes wrote down, "Smokey is pissed." <laughs> <laughs> good that will be even funnier when you say it after the drop yeah um walt makes a noxious gas that i'm assuming kills both emilio and crazy eight and sure enough that brush has caught fire yep uh and uh 
now showing the same uh, restraint as Emilio, uh, Walt jumps straight to murder. Yep. <laughs> he throws a gas mask on Jesse, gets him in the RV, and drives off. And we are finally caught up to the pants flying and car crash from the start of our episode. And I took note here, I had assumed seeing dead guys, Jesse in gas mask, like something had knocked people out. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize dead guys and then Jesse got kicked and has been unconscious for like five minutes. Yes. That's Jesse needs to go damage. to a hospital. Yeah, that's that's definite brain damage <laughs> level concussion. Um, I thought he was oh. dead in the first scene. Drop the archer. Uh, how long have I been unconscious? Like five minutes. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so now we finally get back to where we started. Mm-hmm. Walt standing there, no pants, gun pointed down the lane, uh, ready to, I guess, go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. He he does try to kill himself. Yes. Here very quickly, uh, but he uh, didn't take the safety off of the gun, so it doesn't <sighs> fire. No. Nope. And then when he moves it and checks the safety, it instantly fires when he turns it off. Yep. Which is not how that works. No. Dramatic effect. Yes. Um, I guess theoretically you could rig a gun to work like that, but oh, I'm, I, it'd be I, so I, stupid. Well, meth dealers. Fair enough. Uh, and who are those sirens, Jafar? Fire trucks. That fire started like four minutes ago. In the middle of the desert and three fire trucks come flying. Yeah. And maybe they've who got- Who reported that fire? I don't know. <laughs> but... Do you think that's a plot point or do you think it's just glossed over completely? I, I'm guessing it's going to be glossed over completely, but the- the, the life story I want to know is if did, if did you notice what was on the back of that last fire truck? A dude? Yeah. Some dude who's been riding on the back of this fire truck for 20 miles. <laughs> and what do I see? Pantsless dude next to a crashed RV. And I'm just like, well, that's not the weirdest thing I've seen today. <laughs> I'm New Mexico wild li- uh, wildlife fire rescue. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Jesse regains consciousness and Walt catches him up. They go to clean up the mess and we see uh, Walt literally laundering money. Yes. This makes me laugh because you do stuff like putting money into a, a uh, tumble dryer when it's like, I've got a stack of new bills. Mm-hmm. These were rolls of drug money. Well, they, they got wet. Well, yes, there but it'll chemicals and stuff. It'll so. dry. It was in a plastic bag. I, th- we did see money floating around. Oh, okay. In the Maybe the scene. bag popped open. Yeah. But so, it, it did make me think that Walt just got home and like, okay, I've got a bag full of drug money. What do you do with drug money? You launder it and just threw it in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not... lots of tens and twenties, which was weird. Well, uh, I'm guessing you pay for one thing of meth with like a ten. I don't know how much a meth costs. I don't know how much a meth costs either. Uh, I know people we could reach out to. <laughs> but it's it's that's usually when you have rolls, they're consistent bills, though. Well, maybe so the tens and twenties were in their 20s. own rolls yeah. and they all got mixed up. Eh. Anyways, uh, Skyler admonishes Walt for being cold and silent, and he responds with passion to credits. Yes, we end in the bone zone. And that's our episode. So what we're going to do now is we're going to grab our dice, we're going to roll them, see how far ahead we're going, 
knowing how far ahead we're going, Ben and I are going to make a handful of predictions, and then we're going to go ahead and read the synopsis of the next episode we're going to watch. So if something happens in between, we don't know. All right. We rolled a seven. Which means our next episode is going to be season one, episode eight. All right. So we are jumping a lot. Okay. This is going to be fun. This is statistically an average roll for 3D4. Yep. So seven and a half is the median. So right there. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. All right, we're going to make three predictions. A daytime, a evening, and a primetime prediction. Yep, so daytime predictions, easy predictions, you know, mm -hmm. something uh, like you'd see on daytime TV. An evening prediction, hey, we're getting a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, complex. Maybe you're reaching a little bit more. And then primetime is, this is a once in a, uh, a show's you know, giant twist. Yep. And we're going to keep track of these. And then we're going to tally up uh, daytime's worth one, evening's worth two, primetime's worth three. Yep. At the end of a series, we'll go through, see how many points are tallied, and declare a winner. And then the winner will get to do a thing. Yep. It's going to change every time, so we're not even going to bother saying what it is now. It'll just be fun when it happens. All right. Daytime prediction first. I think Jesse's going to get shot. Like, I don't necessarily mean dead, but, like, he's going to sustain a gun injury. Well, with how bad they are with guns in this uh, this first episode, wouldn't be surprised. Feels like Wouldn't be surprised if it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, if he plaxidentally, sh if he plaxidentally shoots himself. Yes, if he plaxidentally shoots himself. All right, what's your daytime prediction, Ben? Uh, my daytime pre prediction, uh, Skylar never actually writes anything. <laughs> so it is either something that comes up a few times as... Oh, are you still working on that novel? Or it is dropped completely. Either way, Skylar never publishes anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we'll go on to our evening prediction. Uh, I am going to go with Bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash. It is a feel-good moment. <laughs> I have the opposite of a feel-good moment. Uh, I think Walter's going to cheat on his wife. Mm. All right. And then our prime... Time These are the biggies. Predictions, the big ones. I have a huge twist that I think is going to happen in this show. I don't know if it will happen next episode. Probably not. I think this is kind of a, a season four, maybe season three finale kind of a deal. Or how many seasons? Uh, six. six. So five. Yeah. Um, I don't think Walter's cancer diagnosis is correct. Mm -hmm. Um. It's kind of the impetus for all this. I think he's got that bug that he's go is going around, like he says. It'll possibly turn into pneumonia. But I do think he's going to get lung damage or possibly even cancer from cooking the meth. Interesting. So his initial diagnosis, incorrect. He is going to end up with some kind of lung disease or issue from chemical exposure from cooking the meth. That is what will end up killing him. But the impetus of his pending demise starting this all off incorrect i love the idea of you know end of season three he's murdered so many people he's cooked so much meth and hey great news we got your scans back yeah <laughs> um, everything's fine we finally did a biopsy like real yeah. doctors 
Yeah. Uh, so my primetime prediction uh, is based on my MVP for the episode. Okay. My boy Gomez. All right. I I I like Gomez. He spends all day putting up with Hank. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but alas, I'm I I feel that Gomez is going to be murdered violently by by Hank by Hank. Okay, that's a prediction. All right, so um, I'm just pulling up the episode synopsis. There is no season one, episode eight. Oh shit. It only ran for seven episodes in the first season, so our next episode will be season two, episode one. We are okay. <laughs> hope nothing cool happens in the season one finale. Uh, well, we'll probably get a little last time on to catch us up a little bit. Are we allowed to watch a? a... The name of the podcast is Last Time On. But so... if there is like a season recap at the start of the next episode, I think we have to skip it. Yeah. Yep. That's that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Skip recap. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. We're going to miss that context. Yeah. But what we won't be missing is season two, episode one, seven thirty seven. As they lay plans for their final big drug deals, Walt and Jesse worry that their sole buyer will think nothing of killing them when it suits him. So we're already done making drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Got it done in one season. Good job, boys. All right. Well, with that, we want to say thank you to Wright for letting us use one of our absolute favorite songs, Goon Squad, as our theme music. They're currently touring until the end of August. You can check them out on Spotify or wherever else you listen to music. We'd also like to say thank you to Annette Lucina for that wonderful photograph of the TV that we used to create in our cover image. Thank you for producing art and then licensing it under Creative Commons so that artists who are just doing their thing without the intention of making money like Ben and I can use it for our needs as well. We really appreciate that. Thank you. I just cranked you up a bunch. Okay. Well, I'm now all cranked. Call me Jason Statham because I'm cranked too. Oh, all right. Five points if you can tell me the name of the character Jason Statham played in the crank films. Jason Crank. Chev Chelios. <laughs> the answer was Chev Chelios.